This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Mike Sedita. Hello out there and welcome to episode 107 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm Mike Sedita. I'm your host and I'm located here in Pasco County, Florida. And I am joined today by Crystal Becton. She is the owner operator of um, Visiting Angels Senior Home Care in Temple Terrace in the Tampa area. Crystal, how are you doing today? Very good. Very good. How are you, Mike? I am doing excellent. Thank you so much for being on the Good Neighbor Podcast. Let me take a second just to tell you a little bit about what we do and why we do it. So in 2020, when everybody had to be socially distant, the Good Neighbor Podcast was started as a way for businesses and philanthropic groups and community sponsors to get into the community and still keep that social distance. Now in 2023, three plus years later, the Good Neighbor Podcast is in Denver, Atlanta, Virginia, all across the United States. I'm fortunate enough to be the person here in the Tampa market that gets to talk to people that work in the community and and are good neighbors. And with that said, tell us a little bit about Visiting Angels. Well, Visiting Angels is a franchise company that was established in the late 1990s. Um, I actually purchased uh, Visiting Angels in 2004 um, and just kind of worked the business uh, with just a few clients and increasingly had to uh, increase uh, caregivers and staff as the business grew. So we are in eighteen our 18th year now. Okay, so in your 18th year, um, when it started, I assume it just started, it was probably you and a couple other people. I mean, how? what is your team like now, 18 years later? Well, uh, we have a team of uh, four people in the office, actually in the office, uh, marketers, so a fifth person, actually. And then we have a team of probably 75 caregivers in the community. Wow. Community. So, so, so let me in the homes of seniors, or some of them work in assisted living facilities as well. That was going to be one of my next questions. So two of my questions off of that are, number one, those 75 caregivers, Uh are they mostly CNAs, like uh, Certified Nurses Aid? Is that what that acronym is, right? Visiting Angels has uh, CNAs and Home Health Aids. And Home Health. Okay, so are those all people that actually are employees of Visiting Angels, or do you contract all those folks out? We contract, we contract, we uh, vet and uh, contract uh, capable caregivers who have the not only the experience, but also have the credentials. We're, um, we're um, a part of the Florida Nurse Registry. So, And then you mentioned nursing homes or, or like facilities. So do you as visiting angels get contracted with XYZ facility to send your folks in? Or if I have my dad in a nursing home and I want him to get some extra attention, do I say I, you need to have um, like uh, doctors have uh, orders that they can, you know, uh, rights to work in that facility. Do you have to get those to kind of go in? Am I per- Am I procuring your services or do the facilities do that? Well, uh, we've done both. We've had facilities where we're the sole uh, provider for that facility in regards to um, not after hours care, but additional assistance. Um, we're, we're not medical, so there's right. no doctor's orders that, that are needed. Um, usually it's a lot of word of mouth in the facilities where uh, 
there's not enough uh, nurses or CNAs and visiting angels is mentioned by um, a hospice group or a a nurse or CNA to, to contract outside of, outside of the um, actual nursing home facility. So as a person who personally has gone through this twice in the last three plus years, my mom passed away in 2020. My dad just recently passed away a few months ago. Who my da- my mom passed away at home with hospice, and we you know we had some care there. My dad passed away in a nursing home uh, on hospice. But um, having gone through this, I know personally um, this is very sensitive. You know, sensitive times in people's lives or the end of life and their elder care. Are, you're mostly dealing with caregivers that are kind of passing the baton to you guys to help supplement what they've done or what they're doing, right? I mean, that's exactly. that's it. Exactly. We ex- we experience um, caregivers, family members who they have to continue to uh, work and take care of their families as well. And so that's where Visiting Angels comes in to kind of give them some respite and some necessary assistance while they try to manage their lives. I'm sure you experienced that with your own parents and trying to manage your personal life as well as take care of your parents. You know, it truly is. I I will say I was extremely fortunate. My ex-wife had a a full-time job. She worked from home. uh, So she was there. I, for a year, because my mom had been, came right off of like a lung, having her, having lung cancer and having her lung removed. So she was really in bad shape. So I took about a year and just worked remotely. And both of us were kind of at home to take care of my parents. We were very fortunate in that regard. But um, it is really, truly one of the most difficult things that there's really not enough support groups for, for people who are caregivers. Uh, Cause I looked into it, you know, people, uh, and my dad had dementia. So there's a whole other level of dealing with a human being who can't remember who you are when you walk in the room and walk out of the room or remember a conversation that goes on. So there's a whole bunch of that. So it is, you're going into like battle. Like these are like, not battle in a sense of, you know, an antagonistic, but sometimes it can be. I mean, my dad wanted to fight every chance he could get, but um, so it is very difficult. So you're, you're, bringing on these people that are vetted that are able to handle this and are, are versed in dealing with this. Yes. So what is your background? I mean, I'm assuming you probably worked in a hospital as a nurse and then wanted to get out of it, or were you on the administrative side? Well, actually my undergraduate degree is in rec- recreational therapy. So I, um, my, we're military retired and one of our uh, duty stations was Anchorage, Alaska. So Oof. It was there that I got the most experience um, actually working in nursing home facilities okay. in the recreation therapy department. And our next assignment, I was the director of the recreation therapy department. So I've always worked with seniors uh, in my younger years, uh, had that experience and background in working with seniors in nursing homes. And by the time we got to um, Florida, I was just kind of ready to I had come out of the profession and gone into corporate America. And by the time we got to Florida, I was ready to kind of uh, get back into um, working with seniors again. Florida is the state to get back to working with seniors. I mean, it is it is a target rich environment for sure, um, depending on where you are. But, yeah, there's I mean, 
Uh, I'm in West, we're based in Wesley Chapel here, and um, there's there's like the senior active senior centers going in that they always have. They're adjacent to, you know, Advent Health is right here, Baycare is right here, Orlando Health is coming here. It's very yeah. soon. So there's um, there's these facilities kind of centered around them just for the proximity. But uh, yeah, Florida is definitely a smart business move to start a, a senior care place in in Florida for sure. Yes, I remember a uh, in a college professor telling me many years ago that um, she says that she said you have the eye for seniors and that's the profession that you need to be in. And I just I, I'm in my twenties. I'm 22 years old, and I'm like, ah, no, that's not for me. And look at me. 30 years later. <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you, it's it's one of two, right? Like either you're a caregiver of children. Some people are really good at taking care of, you know, children, toddlers, babies, all that stuff. Uh, some people are good at taking care of 20-somethings. Those are called bartenders. And then there's, there's people that are, are good at handling elderly. I got to be honest, for me, um, I didn't know I was capable oh. of handling uh, my parents at the stage they were at making like difficult decisions for another human being who made those decisions for you. Uh, it's a, it's a total role reversal. There's some difficulty there. My dad struggled with it quite a bit, actually. Uh, the role reversal of me kind of becoming the, the, the parental role that he didn't like it. So there was some of that that goes on too. Um, and relinquishing, relinquishing independence, it, it was a tough one for my mom. So I, I saw a lot of that go on. It, it is really, it is really a difficult thing to do. Um, what do you, would you say in doing this now for this specifically for 20 years, what would be a big myth or misconception that you run into that people, you know, it, I mean, if there could be a thousand of them about the healthcare system, but I mean, do you run into one where you have to kind of educate caregivers on what's doable versus what's not doable? I think not um, necessarily caregivers, more uh, family members. It, the, the hardest thing to do and the most uh, that I receive from, from anyone when I go into a home of a senior to do the assessment is usually mom or dad are not used to having a stranger in their home. Yeah, That's the biggest, not a misconception, but that's the biggest obstacle. Uh, that uh, mom and dad are private. They're not used to having people in and out of their home. That's that's what I hear probably ninety five percent of the time. However, we we talk we talk to them and and reassure them that we'll find a a person that is compatible with their needs based off of the assessment that we've done, and um, it usually works really well to the point of them want the the, the caregiver like seems like a family member. Yeah. And after a while, they just have to give it a chance. Yeah. That that's kind of the biggest thing. There's that period of adjustment, like, you know, yes. having a new person sitting there with you and talking to you and all this other stuff. So we had a couple of them with us and I mean, I'm not going to throw their names out, but we had one girl for over a year. She was there and she just, she kind of, you know, like any other job, she just kind of want. It was the same thing every day. It was, you know, making an 80 year old guy his breakfast and his lunch and watching, I don't know, a Ponderosa rerun. I don't know whatever they were doing watching TV, you know, I'm giving them a bath or a shower every couple of days. So she just, she just changed stuff. So do you find for you, I know there was kind of a window. I mean, when I was going through it, there was a window where there was just a shortage 
of CNAs and AIDS. How did you navigate? I mean, that might be a, a you know a, a hardship or a challenge you've run into, but that seemed like one of the challenges for me as a caregiver, finding places that had actual bodies. Yes. Well, that's a very good uh, uh, that's a very good question. We did, especially after uh, during COVID mm. and after COVID, we ran into a situation where it was very difficult to uh, get care kit caregivers because they were they were in such hot demand yeah everything was shutting down i can't work and take work from home and take care of mom at the same time so right. we were constantly getting calls so that kind of hit us by surprise because we weren't prepared for that type of the shutdown and then that to experience the influx of calls as a result however um we rebounded from that. Um, and then after COVID, it was very difficult to find caregivers to work. No one wants wanted to, to work, work after COVID. Yeah. So that yeah. was another challenge. But what we did do that was very successful and we're still using, um, we have tapped into at least two uh, CNA schools. And that has been our saving grace. We'll make a phone call. Uh, they'll contact us when they have a graduating class. We'll go in to do a presentation to uh, solicit for some of care, some of those caregivers that are graduating and so forth. So that has really kind of helped us to level out or to stay above the fray that we're experiencing with the caregiver shortage. Well, and I would think another, you know, and again, I don't know. Like I, I just thinking about it from a, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a business person and a management standpoint, like, Doing that, attrition has to be very, I mean, you have to be running through people quite a bit, right? I mean, you're getting ki kids, you're getting young adults who are graduating from this school, and they're looking at this as, hey, this is my opportunity to get my experience and get my foot in the door and learn, but maybe this isn't their, I mean, I don't know, maybe this is their end destination, or they do a lot of those people want to go into being in a hospital, or does it, it's just a mixed bag? It's a mixed bag. Not many uh, wanting to go into the hospital that are coming, uh, that have had that experience of being, most of them are coming from the hospital wanting a one-on-one -on -one gotcha. experience gotcha. as opposed to a nursing home where they're having to take care of a floor of people. Right. You know, so we kind of experience the opposite with that, but gotcha. um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a constant, uh, task. And I wouldn't say a struggle, but definitely a constant task where we're soliciting for uh, for caregivers and con contractors, basically. Well, you know, it's one of those things as a business owner, you know, part of this whole podcast is, is to kind of hear some of the challenges that business owners go through. That is literally a line item on your, you know, on your tasks that you have to deal with. You know, there's there's operational, there's marketing, there's accounting and, you know, there's there's staffing. I mean, those are all parts of being a business owner. Right. I mean, uh, it's just how you manage it. And then having a system in place to manage it is essential. And it seems like you do. True. Yes, yes, yes. And so, we've been very, I've been very fortunate to um, have a great team a small but effective team in the office. And uh, one some one person has been with us for, what, 15 years now. So we're, we're just fortunate to um, just, we're like a family here. And our clients see that. Those so, that come to the office, they always state, gosh, you guys are great. You someone's know? answering the phone all the time yeah. and they're getting a hold of somebody, yeah. Yes. And we're responding to the need. You know, if there's well, I mean, 
it, some of it is pretty time. I mean, some of it's kind of time sensitive. You know, it's not like yeah. I'm getting my car painted and it could sit there for a few weeks. It's kind of one of those things where you have to. And and again, it comes back to systems, having systems in place that work for your clients, that work for your operation. They run you know as efficiently as possible. Do you, from a service area standpoint, um, you guys are based in Temple in the Temple Terrace area. But yes. how far out does Visiting Angels go? Well, we have certain ter- we have designated territories, and basically, the Visiting Angels in in uh, my office we stretch from New Tampa all the way to the base, all the way to the to Air Force Base to the Air Force Base. Okay, so you're kind of um, the the top end fringe is New Tampa, and you kind yeah. of go across the south side. Like correct. not into Carrollwood and all that, or into Carrollwood, no. just kind of south of that. That is correct. Yes, towards okay. the area. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, so you're kind of running right through where Advent Health is right there, and you have um, probably Tampa Memorial, General Memorial Hospital. Yeah. Okay. All right. That makes sense. That makes sense. And then, how many visiting angels are there in the Tampa? Like, how many different franchisees are there in the Tampa market? Uh, there are. There are uh, two in Tampa. There's one in Wesley Chapel, Sun City, St. Petersburg, uh, uh, Palm Harbor. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's a bunch. There's there's a handful in there. I mean, it's listen, it is definitely a service that is in demand. I mean, I could attest to it. I kind of went through it for a while. So let me ask you this. We've talked about some of the difficulties. We've talked about some of the, the tasks and challenges you go through. When you are not managing your team and managing your, you know, your uh, caregivers and in the office, what do you like to do for fun? You said you're in the military. So do you like to jump out of planes? Do you like to skydive or water ski or swim with sharks? What is what is your leisure activity? I loved my husband and I. We love to travel. We love we just came back from Dubai and Europe uh, just a few weeks ago. Okay, so that's my next question. When anybody, so when people say they love to eat, I want to know where they eat. When they say they love to travel, so you just came back from Dubai and Europe. Yes. So how Europe. long of a trip is that? That's a long trip. Yes, yes. We were in Dubai seven days, came back to Tampa for two days, and I—not my my husband—but I boarded a plane to meet uh, some my sorority sisters in Charlotte. Oh. We headed overseas for we so, were there nineteen days. Wow. So, um, so Dubai, I mean, Dubai is crazy, right? Like it's, it's like being in another, like another world. It's absolutely beautiful. I, did, you, never, did you cover yeah. up and do all the local, like, no, or no? We, we, all we right, don't just check it. Not unless you go to uh, Abu Dhabi, where the mosque is. Then okay. You cover up. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so that's great. So then, then you went to Europe with your sororities. I mean, how many sorority sisters are going to Europe together? Well, there were several. We were there were there were not only I just went with just my sorority sisters um, here, but there were uh, people that you know that weren't in a sorority or what have you. There was about ninety of us actually. Wow. Yes. And we, did you guys we just get a train pass and hop trains and go all over Europe? How does it I mean? Tour. It was a tour. I went on vacation with three of my buddies and my one buddy is like, no offense, is like a woman that takes 45 minutes to do his hair and he doesn't have a lot of hair. We couldn't orchestrate getting out of the house with four of us, 
90? I can't even imagine 90. So you guys just pick your group and you go. No, it was actually a tour. So everything was already established for us. Where you're staying, where you're eating. Oh, good. Okay. It was great. So you just followed the itinerary. They gave you the list and you went. We went from London to uh, Switzerland, Paris, uh, and into Italy. Nice. Very, very nice. So let me ask you this. What would be the one thing, as we kind of start to wrap this up, that people who are listening to this, that were in my situation, you know, parents are getting older. um, They're starting to be spread a little bit thin. Maybe the parents are older and they still have younger kids that need help. What's the one thing they need to know about visiting angels in Temple Terrace that they should contact you? That we care about our clients. Um, That's the one thing that they need to take away is that when you are, we try to bring on board great contractors. Um, I interview myself oftentimes so I can see who's going into the homes and so forth. Uh, We do the assessments, we come back and interview. And in that way, once you've been into a home and come back with the assessment information and care plan to develop, then you kind of know kind of who might work best or more effectively person. There's more of a personal touch on it. And that's something that I do that I know that um, is kind of is is kind of different that I'm highly involved from the start to the finish with the clients. And and I hear that a lot that um, you're you're very involved uh, director. And so we pride ourselves on being there from the start to the finish. So I guess the, you know, the million dollar question is, how do people, if I need your services, what is the best way to get to you today? Well, um, our number, give us a call at um, area code 813-929-7067. Or you can also find us on Facebook, Visiting Angels Temple Terrace, as well as Google Visiting Angels Temple Terrace. Um, even though our office is based in, in the Temple Terrace area, we service a lot of different communities uh, in the Tampa area. So, folks, if you're listening to this and you were in the situation I was in a few short years ago where, you know, taking on my parents and I'm you know, kind of trying to keep my head above water and you're looking for a group that's going to come in, they have systems in place, they're going to care for your family members like they're their own and they're going to have a very hands on approach. You need to contact Crystal Becton. She is with Visiting Angels. They are in Tampa, but it's in, located in Temple Terrace. But all you need to do is call 813-929-7067. Crystal, thank you for being a good neighbor. Thank you for being on the Good Neighbor Podcast. You have an amazing afternoon. Thank you, Mike, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Passcode to nominate your favorite Local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnppasco.com. That's gnppasco.com or call 813-922-3610.